Hello, everybody. My name is Derek Hopperton. I am married to Whitney. We are members of the IC1 BFG here at Ninth and O Baptist Church, and this is the Passover edition of Devotionables. If you want to turn with me to Exodus chapter 12, we're going to take a look at a very well-known event in the biblical story. But I think today I'd like to take a slightly different angle than maybe the one we're used to. Now, we know the story. We know the situation. The Israelites have been enslaved in Egypt for hundreds of years. They have been crying out to the Lord, and the Lord has heard them. The Lord has called Moses to come before Pharaoh to lead God's people out of slavery and into the promised land. Now, we know the background leading up to that, and you may be familiar with the plagues. You know, God begins with the plague of the Nile. He sends the frogs, the gnats, the death of the livestock, and we see nine plagues where God intervenes on behalf of his people to liberate them from slavery. We come to Exodus chapter 12, where God is introducing a tenth and final plague. Now, again, we know what God says about this at midnight. He is going to strike the firstborn of all Egypt. From Pharaoh down to the slaves, there's not a single household that God would not strike down the firstborn. That's a heavy thing to think about. And as the darkness of that day comes, God also gives the Israelites a way of salvation from that judgment. God tells them to slaughter the lamb, a lamb without blemish, to paint the blood over the doorposts, and that any house that was covered in the blood of the lamb would be saved and not experience God's wrath. Now, that's the part we're familiar with. The idea that this Passover event is the perfect symbol of God's judgment, but also God's salvation. Just like Christ on the cross serves as our Passover lamb, he experiences God's judgment and his blood covers us, so we experience salvation. That is absolutely the focal point of this passage. But there is a key aspect to this, not only with Christ on the cross and our salvation, but that the Passover illustrates for us. So I want to look at Exodus 12, verses 12 and 13. Here's what God says to Moses about this Passover event. He says, I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and strike every firstborn male in the land of Egypt, both people and animals. I am the Lord. I will execute judgments against all the gods of Egypt. So right there, God tells Moses what he's about to do. It's not just judgment on the the sinful people of Egypt and even Pharaoh, but it's also a judgment. God says himself, it is judgment on all the gods of Egypt. See, Egypt had this culture of multiple gods that represented multiple aspects of their life, their agriculture, the sun and the stars. Even the river Nile itself was symbolized in a god. Even Pharaoh, every Pharaoh throughout the Egyptian dynasty thought of themselves as a type of God to be worshipped. So in this moment, God is saying he's not just pronouncing judgment over sinners. He's not just saving Israel. He is declaring something. This event is God declaring that there is only one God. There is only one God who brings judgment, and there is only one God who can bring salvation. Just like God declares with Christ on the cross, that he is the God of justice and the God of mercy. He is doing that here. You see, the Egyptians believed that the river Nile was their uh, supplier of all things good. It provided nutrients. It provided uh, literal sustenance and life. And they had a God, Happy, which was the representative of the Nile. So what happened when God turned the Nile into blood? He was declaring, there is no God of the Nile. There's nothing magical about the Nile. There's nothing divine about it. I am the God even over the Nile. I'm turning it into blood. 
the frogs were actually representative uh, in Egypt of the God of fertility. And so for God to multiply the frogs over and over and over out of control, God was making a point to the Egyptians even there. That this God you worship for fertility, I'm the God who controls life and the giving and taking of it. Each of the ten plagues is a, is a pronouncement against one of the gods of Egypt. God has declared over and over again that he alone is God, and he does so again here at the end. Let's look again at Exodus 12. Let's move to the end of chapter 12, and verse 29. It says, Now at midnight the Lord struck every firstborn male in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon, and every firstborn of the livestock. During the night Pharaoh got up, he, along with all of his officials and all the Egyptians, and there was a loud wailing throughout Egypt because there wasn't a house without someone dead. Even Pharaoh, who every day paraded himself throughout Egypt as some god to be worshipped, even he was helpless against the one true God. His own son, the heir to his lineage and his dynasty, was taken from him as, again, a sign that there is only one God. So as we think about the Passover, yes, let's focus on the blood of the Lamb. And Praise God for his deliverance and salvation. But let's also do a heart check so that we don't fall into the same trap the Egyptians fall into and the, the idolatry that we're always so susceptible to is that we're not chasing after any gods except the one God who can save, the one God who brings justice. And I want to close with the same words of God himself that he gives later on to one of his other prophets, Isaiah. He says this in Isaiah 45. He says, Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is no other. Thank you.